Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ooh, that was a good one. That did sound really good. Please stop. Notebook making noise on our podcast. You're not a special guest. beautiful hi here we are hey hi welcome to episode two i'm Allie. i'm celeste welcome hi we're so excited you joined us for our second episode of taboos we made it to two that's like a you're really doing so well we're so grateful for you yeah what are we drinking today welcome to the stage natural light natter days a strawberry lemonade beer seltzer i don't know i fucking love them i don't know i I think they're so good the can is super fun too. And I like just Natterdays. I like the, the term Natterday. That's actually not bad. I really like it. It's very summer-y. Oh, there's little flamingos. There are little flamingos, you guys. The can is pink and yellow. Natural Light, if you'd like to sponsor us, please call me. I'm here. So we're talking about taboo topics. Yeah. And on our podcast taboos. On our podcast taboos, which is spelled T-A-B-O-O-Z-E. Allie would like to remind everybody, including myself. So this we're still kind of in this introductory stage, right, of getting to know us and who we are and things that we think are taboo before we get into things that like maybe other people think are taboo because we Mm -hmm. really want to do that. We'll talk about it later. Stay tuned until the end. But something that I really want to talk about today that I think is a taboo topic that directly and personally affects me is being a single mom. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that this is a really taboo topic and it's not because I feel like being a single mom in itself is taboo. I don't have any issue with being a single mom and I don't down on anybody who is. The taboo part comes into play with everyone else. Well, here's the thing too is like single moms get a lot of empowerment backing insofar as people cheer on single moms and rightfully so, Mm -hmm. but nobody talks a whole lot about the struggles behind it and what single moms face. And I think that's extremely important and something that shouldn't be discounted in these conversations ever. And uh, as a single mom, who is your best friend, I just so genuinely appreciate that you consider that and actually you guys i'm not even gonna lie about this Allie is the one who said that we should do this topic and to my benefit right to to talk about why being a single mom isn't a terrible thing which just goes to show you guys that i have the best friend in the world and it's okay if you're jealous i wouldn't blame you um i have to find a pin to pop my head later we'll just get you out the door that's all oh, i care about okay so i can just float away yeah all right so I did some some research and some things that I, I want to talk about as it relates to single moms statistically. But what I want to start off with that I think is so important in talking about and thinking about single moms is, I mean, I could go on for days about non-statistical data, but 
I think the biggest thing that I want to hit is it's okay to be a single mom. Whether that means you were never married or unfortunately your significant other passed away or you were married and it didn't work. Being a single mom is pretty fucking great. It's also really fucking hard. I am not a single mom and I have no idea how you guys do it. It's let me let me say this again. It's really fucking hard. Yeah, exactly. So although it's really, 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 really fucking hard and anybody who tells you it's not is straight up lying to your face, it's also one of the most rewarding things I think I've ever experienced. There are pros and cons to it without question. We'll get into that. But if you're listening to this and you are a single mom or you know a single mom or maybe your mom was a single mom, it doesn't doesn't really matter. Just know that that is a badass warrior bitch. Whether you know it or not, she did and she deserves credit. Agreed. And I don't mean to sidetrack before we dive in, but I just have to say that growing up, my mom was divorced for a prolonged period of time in my life and some of my best memories with my mom revolve around some simple things like cleaning the house but I can't tell you a single bad memory that I had that was in relation to her being a single mom. And I have the same experience. I also uh, growing up had a single mom. My mom met my dad when I was eight. And uh, I think about my time with my mom and the time that it was just her and I against the world. And that was such a beautiful time. And I love my mom still. Obviously, I'm not I'm not talking shit about my mom or my dad. I'm just saying that time with just my mom was so special to me. Mm-hmm. And even as an adult, even as a fully grown woman who has her own daughter, I work so hard to be who my mom was as a mom when my mom was a single mom. Yeah. I genuinely think my mom is a great mom all the time. I love my mom. My mom's the fucking best. Shout out to Anita. You're the real MVP. But my mom, in my memory, was the best mom when she was a single mom. Yep. Sorry, dad. <laughs> love you. So there's there a little soapbox. All single moms listening or anybody who knows, like I said, shout out to you guys. We, we love you. We appreciate you. We appreciate all you do for your babies. Fuck haters. Don't date if you're not ready. You don't have to. Ta-da. So statistically, let's let's talk about some things here. So we talked about us being the result of a single mother at some point in our lives. Actually, I found when I was researching this, some interesting information. According to prospect.org, more than half of the kids that were born in 1994 will spend some or most of their lives without one parent. And the parent that they were left with was primarily the mother, which I think is so crazy. Half? Holy half. balls. I did not expect it to be that. Real. Like when Real. did we... When did we separate from leave it to beaver because apparently it it was a lot more intense than i ever realized yeah i'm not sure but according to this kids born in 1994 like that's only two years after i was born yeah which like that's just crazy to me and also considering that like i was still affected by that and i remember when i was a kid i was one of the first kids in my class to have a divorced family my biological father we don't need to talk about him but he's not my dad that's my biological father but my mom and my biological dad got divorced when I was really young and it was not normal at Mm -hmm. the time. I got made fun of so bad. I remember one of the worst things that anybody ever said to me was that my mom didn't love me because she no longer had the same last name as I did and she just couldn't wait to change her name. Like, And this was when my mom and my dad got married when I was eight, but that has stuck with me so much so that when I turned 18, I changed my own name 
to match my family's because I just, I couldn't stand that thought of potentially being true even though it was never. And when I had Tiny, my daughter, I hyphenated her name so that she had the same last name as us. Okay, hang on. A kid said that to you? Oh yeah. How old are you? Eight. Kids are fucking dicks, dude. Kids are the fucking worst. <laughs> fucking hate kids. Except my except, kid except and your our kid. kids. <laughs> And some other people's kids, but most of them. Man, that's brutal, though. Mm -hmm. I can say that from my experience, I was lucky in that my mom being single did not impact my life. Yeah. Like, in a way that I consciously realized. So I am so sorry. Don't be. That some kid was an asshole. Don't be. I Like I said, it made me change my name when I was 18 years old, which is something that I'm still super proud of. My name, my birth name is Celeste, but my last name wasn't what it was. And I'm really proud of myself for that decision. I'm very proud of my family. I'm very proud of the people who I am now related to, who just literally took me in from the second that I met them. I remember meeting my grandparents for the first time. This is just a side tangent, you guys. I remember meeting my grandparents for the first time. My grandparents are Harry and Janet. And I, I told my mom going to my grandparents' house, I'm going to call them grandma and grandpa. I am. Little little seven-year-old Celeste is like, I'm going to fucking call them grandma and grandpa. And my mom's like, honey, you shouldn't. Like, you don't know them. You don't know if you're going to be, like, invasive. Like, just, just call them Harry and Jana. Just be respectful. It's okay. And I was like, no, Anita. I'm calling them grandma and grandpa. And I have grandparents at this point. Like, my grandparents are not gone. I was just so dead set on this. And I remember walking into my grandparents' house. It's still the house they have today. And I was like, hi, grandma. Hi, grandpa. And they were like, And I was the favorite until my sister was born. So clearly I knew more than she did. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, take that. Take that, Anita. Anyway, I also wanted to point out that, uh, again, according to prospect.org, single motherhood is intentionally not talked about out of fear of stigmatizing single mothers and their children, which I thought was so interesting because genuinely not talking about it is why we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. It's a taboo topic. I would so much rather as the product of a single mother, I would have literally so much rather people had talk about it and say, you know what? Your family construct looks a little bit different, but that's okay. It's not weird. Mm -hmm. Your mom's fucking rocking it. Your mom's a superhero because in my world she was. Why didn't anybody say that to me? Mm -hmm. They were too afraid of being offensive to point out that she's single. And why is that an issue? Why is a woman being single and a mother an issue? I don't get it. I want to just pause on that for just a second. Not only you're thinking two different ideas, but then you're also bringing them together. Why is a woman being single an issue? Why is a woman being a mother, a, a single mother an issue? I just made those literally one thought. Well, yeah, the American dream is apparently date get married, buy a house, have kids, remain happy until the end of your days. Seriously. And what I think is so frustrating about, this is a totally different taboo episode, but I just want to say what I think is so interesting is like as a woman, my the expectation that people have of me are when are you getting married? When are you having a baby? When are you having another one? When are you going to die? Mm-hmm. Like that seriously, those are the questions that people ask me as a woman from order of importance of like what they care about of me of as a person or just not even as a person like Celeste, but like me as a woman in society. Yeah, agreed. And it, it's like when a uh, wrench is thrown into that order of mm-hmm. things, people have no idea how to handle they it. freak out. Oh, and- so are you married? Wait, you're not married, but you have a... Oh, God. Where oh, did God. these children come from? How do I discuss this do with somebody? Do they all have the same dad? Who gives a fuck if they do or don't? Mm-hmm. Guess what? They all have me. 
Yep. Period. People are so insensitive sometimes. So single mamas, we got you. We love you. The other big thing that is a stigmatizing driving factor here is that there are claims against single mothers and their children as it relates to statistics. The primary ones that I captured were that children of single mothers are two times as likely to drop out of high school. They are two and a half times more likely to be a teen mom. And that there are like tons of other negatives. And although like statistically speaking, those things might be true, I just really don't think that it's a driving factor. What I don't understand is why. And I'm how not do really we, sure about that either. How do we fix that without telling a woman that she has to be in a relationship to fix it? Or without saying it's your fault that your 16 year old got pregnant and dropped out of high school. Yeah. And I am the product of a single mother. And again, my dad is great, but my dad's not the reason why I stayed in high school. My mom is. Mm hmm. My mom is the one who was like, you're going to fucking get good grades and you're going to go to class and you're going to be on birth control. My dad can't say the words birth and control in the same sentence. Do you think that there a lot of that is due to the fact that single mothers have to work more and more often and aren't as present? I love that you said that. Not as present? Sorry. No, 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 no. That, I think that's a great point because that is something that I have on here that I want to talk about. The last thing that I really want to hit though, just, just so that you guys can get this image with me, let's talk about the pie of parenting for I one like, second. I like pie. Pie. There are currently 13.6 million single parents in this country raising over 21 million kids. Okay. It's a lot of fucking people. That's a lot of people. They're not fitting in this house. 16% of that pie is single fathers raising children. Sometimes one, sometimes multiple. 84% are single moms. Holy shit. So let's just really go back for one second and talk about single moms. You rock. Single dads, hold up. Don't freak out. We love you too. We're going to have an episode about you. But right now, we owe it to the creators, to the baby makers, to the shake what your mama gave you. To the incubators? To the... Oh, I don't like that one as much. Oh. You ruined my vibe. I'm sorry. I love you. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) So back to your point about being a single mom. This information is per nonprofitquarterly.org. I got both financial and mental health information and I can speak to these things specifically but I really want to share with you some statistical data again because I know you're this you're the rational logical statistically proven driving force and I am I'm the emotional one hit me with the numbers let's let's talk about some numbers the number of single moms with jobs was 22 percent lower in April than it was last year Part of that might have been from COVID. Mm-hmm. Let's not ignore that, that that's real. But 22% lower, single moms. Yeah. If You guys, seriously, let's just really be very blunt about this. A single mom that does not have a job means there's no income. Yep. Children, for anybody who doesn't know this, are very fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. Literally the most basic shit children need is so fucking expensive like when your toddler happens to lose one of his shoes and you have to go buy another pair or just that's a great point but even just more basic shit like their needs like Mm -hmm. i mean moose could walk around with one shoe he'd be fine he'd be okay (laughs) but like their basic shit like diapers one box of diapers is not a big deal but when you get box after box after box because your child shits a lot which is a normal human function 
that adds up real quick. Mm -hmm. So really, 22% lower than last year are without jobs. That's insane. Of the those percentages, let's talk about statistically proven what jobs kind of fall into this category. 83% of waitresses, 72% of cleaners, 58% of cooks, 50% of personal care workers, 14% of customer service reps lost their jobs mid-April. Okay? That's definitely because of COVID. 58% of those jobs were held by women. Mm -hmm. I just listed off like nine fucking career paths. 58% of those jobs were women. 17% of women lost their jobs specifically because of COVID, while only 13% of men did. That's still a really high number, without question. And for anybody who's listening who did lose their job because of COVID, we are so sorry. We hate COVID. It sucks. It's the worst fucking thing. My daughter asks me every day when COVID's going to go away. She actually offered her piggy bank to COVID at one point. That's how much we hate COVID. But statistically speaking, there's a disproportionate amount there between 17% and 13%. Mm -hmm. And I'm very curious, as the economy reopens, what that's going to do to single moms in general, or even honestly, for just half a second, I want to speak to just being a mom. Mm -hmm. What is that going to do to those women who were forced out of their jobs or who didn't have who didn't have a choice or moms like us who had to continue working you wanted to continue working but had to for your household but okay I didn't have a choice I had to continue working I did not lose my job but what does that mean for myself and my daughter moving forward that's a big question but the moms who are stay-at-home moms through COVID which shout out to stay-at-home moms at any point because especially after this experience, I am not fucking qualified for that job. You guys have superhero powers. Literally. I have no idea Literally. You guys, I have a sign on my desk that says today's goal is to keep the tiny humans alive. That's my mantra. Single moms, stay-at-home moms, I have so much respect for you. Yep. High fives all around. Shots on me. <laughs> but those moms who were forced to be stay-at-home moms, as the economy opens back up, are they going to feel obligated to go back to work or feel obligated to stay with their children? Like, where does that fall and how heartbreaking and hard, mm-hmm. right? Like, we're not only talking about how difficult it is to reapproach school, right, wrong, or indifferent. No matter what your option is, it was fucking hard to get to that decision. But then you take it to that next level of like, okay, do I stay here with my children and continue this beautiful bonding experience? Or do I bring income into the house to give them a life that is also a beautiful experience in a different way. Well, and to that point, single moms aren't going to have a choice in this. Any single parent isn't going to have a choice. Like, what do they do? I truly, I don't have an answer and I wish I did. Even as a single parent, I can tell you that the last few months of my life were not the most difficult months of my life because we've seen some real shit, but they were up there. Mm -hmm. They were up there. Just tiny tiny background about me i am a full-time single mom i am a full-time career woman with a a high demand job i am a almost full-time student working on my associates toward being a lawyer i am also an activist in our community my daughter does dance which is of its own fucking thing time consuming and terrible we are spread thin okay my time is spread thin And I do it because I don't have a choice. Like, 
I have a very high expectation of the kind of life, the quality of life that I want my daughter and I to live with or without a man. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fucking do that. There's nothing that's going to stop me. And what I think is so beautiful about being a single mom is I can say that. There is nothing that's going to stop me. There might be some hurdles that could have been avoided if I had a partner who was present and here and who I could raise a child with. But at the same time, like one of the hardest things about parenting in general, right? I have had partners while I had tiny and also just, I mean, even like my parents trying to fucking parent my child. I'm like, no, please back off other people trying to parent my child it doesn't really matter I get to raise her the way that I want to raise her Mm -hmm. nobody's standing in my way saying oh no no no! don't teach her that because she should no I'm gonna fucking teach her all the things that I want her to learn and to be and to grow into at the same time respecting exactly who she is because that's who she is I'm not I'm not trying to accommodate somebody else's view of who she wants to be as a person because I don't have anybody to contend with Mm -hmm. I really love that I do so one of the cons, not even one of, the con, one of the largest cons of being a single parent, especially as I talk about the fact that I'm spread very thin and nothing is standing in our way, JK, LOL. Mental health with single moms is a fucking real thing. And before I get into statistical data, I just want to share like, it really is one of the hardest things. It's also one of the most rewarding things. And I can give a very specific example of when it was rewarding and terrible in the same moment. My daughter Tiny, which is obviously not her real name, but out of respect for my daughter and also for your son, we have changed their names. So please don't ask us what their real names are. Their names are Tiny and Moose. You will hear us continue to talk about them. And honestly, that's what we call them. So we're not like giving you a fake name that we just made up. Like her name is Tiny. I did not name my son Moose. Her name is Tiny. <laughs> that's what that's what we but you call him Moose. Well yeah, he is my moose. Yeah. No, I'm just saying I didn't name him. You didn't name well His no, name I didn't name moose. her Tiny either, but that's her name. And literally that's like her MC name. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I really was so close to starting to rap MC name by George Watsky. Shout out George Watsky, we love you. Please sponsor us. Or just or just fucking Reddit us or something. You're our fucking hero. We've met you. I cried. I love you. But mental health, this experience that I had, Tiny had surgery. She had her tonsils removed. She had her anoids taken out and she got tubes put in her ears. My co-parent, which also is a maybe a taboo thing, different topic, but I'm going to kind of roll it a little bit into this. My co-parent is not a co-parent. He's a counterparent. So we're at, we're at the surgery and my counterparent did not show up. Surprise, surprise, said no one. And... I had to go through this surgery with my daughter by myself. For anybody who has had their child have surgery, an invasive surgery, even though it's routine, doesn't matter. It's the scariest fucking thing. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting in the waiting room and I was texting my boyfriend at the time and I was just so pissed. I was so pissed. I was like, fuck that guy for not being here. Fuck him for making me be here by myself. Like not, and and I know if he had been there, he wouldn't have been supportive. It wouldn't have been a team thing. It wouldn't have been that. I know that. It's just that you not being there alone. Exactly. And also for her, Mm -hmm. she deserved to wake up to see us both there. Yeah. She deserved that. And I'm sitting in this waiting room, like just cursing his fucking name and just heated. And I'm so pissed. And I'm also devastated because I'm scared. And I'm by myself. And that's my job as the mom. No matter how scared or how by myself I am, 
I don't get to take a break. I don't get to not show up. That's my job. Mm -hmm. And any single parent, mom or dad, can relate to that. But specifically because we're talking about moms and we're talking about me, as a mom, that's my fucking job. And then, you guys, I went into her room when they said surgery's over, you can come back. And there was no one in the world she wanted but me. And it was the most rewarding thing. I didn't have to share her. And had he been there, I would have had to have fought with him about, please leave her the fuck alone. She's hurting. She doesn't want to be by you. Like, please sit the fuck down. Stop talking. All of those things would have been said. And I didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. So here we went through this experience, which was not traumatizing because the surgery went bad. Everything was fine and normal. But traumatizing for me in the sense of like, I'm here with my daughter in surgery and I'm by myself. And what if something terrible happened? Because as the mom, we always jump to the terrible. Like, what if something terrible happens? It's our natural instinct as a protective nature. So that was rough, but just so worth it. Knowing that even when she woke up and she was out of it, I was the only person she wanted anyway. Yeah. I didn't have to share her. Mm -hmm. Uh, So mental health, I mean, that's a big part of it is that struggle of I'm by myself and I don't want to be by myself, but also relinquishing that power and trust to let somebody else into your child's life. As a single parent, I don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. I don't. And then I do, which dating as a single parent is such a fucking trip. It's hard. Dating in general is hard but dating as a single parent is literally horrible and exhausting and it it just makes things so much more complicated i'm not saying that you can't find love as a single parent please don't hear me say that please know there's nothing that can stop you from finding things that make you happy you just need to find them and you need to love yourself in order to do that i've had to learn that the very very hard way but don't for one single second think that I am saying dating as a single parent is a fucking walk in the park because Mm -hmm. it's not it's absolutely not especially if you're a responsible single parent who doesn't bring strangers around your children and who has an expectation of you can't meet my kid until I'm comfortable with you at x time right like it's just hard it is and then your kids get attached Yep, to this person and this person gets attached to your kids there's a lot more moving parts there are and then like if each of you have kids because i have found in my dating experience as a single parent most single men are also single parents mm-hmm. and maybe that's just in our community maybe that's just where we are from um but like shout out to tinder you can sponsor us too most of the <laughs> single parents single dudes that i find are also single parents like mm-hmm. that's real Not that I'm even on Tinder anymore. I'm just saying like at the time when I was dating, that was real. Mm -hmm. So there was my side thing on on just dating for one second. We could have a whole different episode about that. Maybe we will. Who knows? Stay tuned. But back to mental health very specifically. There are eight common mental health issues in single moms. Those are sleep deprivation. Check. Uh, Just non-single mom here checking in on that one. You're allowed to check. You can say check. Check. Okay. Inadequate self-care. Check. Uh, Half check. This is an option. Yeah, I think, I, think you, I don't think you can half check. I think you can meh. I'm meh. Okay, financial insecurity. Meh. Sorry. You can't speak to that one. Yep, crickets. Okay. I'm bad. like just staring at her, you guys. I'm <laughs> literally just staring at her. Nay, nay. <laughs> um, four is ongoing conflict with an ex. Check, 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 check. Also, nay, nay. <laughs> Five is a weak support network. Ah. Uh, I'm very 50. That's like a meh check for me. I have great support in some areas and I have shit support in other areas. And sometimes those exact people are on both ends of that spectrum. Axel, what 
are you doing? He's being a great support. He's being an excellent support system. Allie, weak support system? No, I have the strongest support yes, system. Yes, you do. It's yep. true. Here I am. There you, there you are. <laughs> no, I have get... a strong one support <laughs> system. <laughs> you get so much credit because you have so many amazing people in your support system. I just know I am one of them, so I'm giving myself that credit. You are one of my bricks in my very strong support system. And you are a very, very real sheet metal wall in my... Are sheet metal walls supportive? I don't... Are sheet metal I bet you're not just one walls? brick for me. You're like... <laughs> is happening you're like a supporting beam i'm just saying if a wolf came to blow down a sheet metal wall or brick listen that wasn't some of the pigs and what they talked about there wasn't a sheet metal pig so i don't know how to judge this you're my best friend and i love you all right so let's see children or a child with special needs that is a mental health issue for the mother a single mom or single parent or even just normal parents right but uh, I can't imagine how stressful that would be and also at the same time how beautiful that would be because it's just such a different relationship between the child and the parent. But I don't have that one. That just adds another layer of... Complicated. Yeah, exactly, that you have to sort through yeah. on your own. And I, I couldn't imagine it. I can't. I can't. But like I said, also, it's not just hard but beautiful at the mm -hmm. same time because that child then connects with you in a different way. Mm -hmm. And that's really beautiful. Seven, history of abuse. Check, 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 check. One more check. I'm sorry. I don't have any checks. You don't have to be sorry for that. That's great. Good for you. I just feel bad over here saying no. You know. I know the point is not to make me feel bad. It's not to make you feel bad. It's not to make it. I'm just, we're normalizing these things. That's, that's my point here. That's my purpose here is to normalize these things that single moms go through. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying I go through these things. And you're saying for all the non-single mom listeners out there that even as a non-single mom, these things are normal for you too. Mm -hmm. So even though you've never been in, in an abusive relationship, which is magical for you, there might be some non-single moms who are like, oh, I'm in an abusive relationship. Yeah. It just, we're, we're representing all sides of the spectrum. Ends of the spectrum? Do spectrums have sides? No, they have ends. I don't know. I used trapezoid tomato, and trapeziosis. You did. <laughs> Same words. Number eight is stigma and judgment. That's a hard check for me. It is. The number of times that people ask me, I think they're coming from a good place when they ask me, but they're like, how do you do it? How do you? And I'm like, I don't know. I just fucking do. How do you put your pants on in the morning? You just fucking do. Like... I don't have an answer, so please stop asking me. And some, like I said, sometimes I think it comes from a good place of like admiration, but more often than not, I actually feel like it's mocking me in a way. Maybe mocking isn't the right word, but it's belittling like, the experience. Not only that, but like it's like, oh, I had such little expectation of you, and yet you you blew my mind. Oh, like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. How could you have such little expectation of me? Is it because I'm like, how could you pass a judgment on me? Is it because I'm a single mom? Like when my daughter says yes, ma'am, to people, they're like, oh my God, you have such a respectful little girl. I, I, how did this happen? And I'm like, I don't know, because I force her to say yes, ma'am, as a sign of respect. I am capable of doing that. Like, please don't be surprised by it. And I find that so often. That's just my one example. But I do. I find so often that people are like, oh my God, you're raising such a great little girl. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. I am. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> I think coming from a place of, I have definitely said that, I've said it in this episode already, that personally when I ask it, I think a lot of people ask it because they are truly confounded because they are doing it probably with a partner and are, 
are still struggling. Because parenting is hard. You guys, let's acknowledge parenting is hard. So not to speak on other people's behalfs, but to speak on other people's behalfs. <laughs> I would hope that it comes from a good place and not one of judgment. And you're not wrong about that. I think that you are the exception to that rule. And I want to call that out. And if there are people in your life who, single moms, I'm talking to you, or moms in general, or single dads, I'm talking to parents. If there are people in your life who make statements like that and you know that they're being genuine, please don't don't jump down their throats. But if people are being presumptuous and they're just like, oh, you're a single parent. Like, how could you possibly have got your child dressed today? Like, go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm fully capable of raising a child and doing all the shit that I need to do for myself. It's just harder. Yep. And and honestly, I don't even mind it until there are like random things that come up like i would love to be able to run to the grocery store for a 20 minute run to grab a b and c and it really only take 20 minutes yep and not have to like don't touch that please put that down no we're not buying no i'm not buying you that like without that conversation i'd love that mm-hmm. that'd be great that sounds like my vacation but i can still do it is the moral of that story um some things to combat the negative mental health concerns that are predominantly present in single moms per talkspace.com in november of 2016 they had recommended some things and i thought that these were really important which is why i wrote them down and i want to share them even though this article is not even remotely close to new i thought that they were really good call outs find a tribe which is so real like if you don't have a strong support system fucking find one yep. people are out there who will love you and support you they might not even be that far just give them a chance just find people who love you support you but also they have to love and support your child mm-hmm. that's the biggest part is a friend who loves you but hates your kid is not your friend at all yeah agreed so don't talk to those people anymore just saying ask for help this is like my biggest issue as a single mom i and everybody can now clearly tell as i explained what's on my plate i have a very hard time asking for help i literally don't tiny was with my mom today so we could record and i literally was like um could you please like i just don't like it i don't it's a pride thing i think I think that's ingrained in mothers, too, just in general. Asking for help is, I don't know, frowned upon for some reason. Or it's just like, but why? I have no idea because all of my relatives and friends are like, give us the moose. And and I have the same thing. Give me tiny. And then at the same time, there's like this, there's this almost like a stigma within a stigma of like okay well now you have my child but like what if she's naughty or what if she, you know what i'm here here's why i have a hard time asking for help i i love my mom again my best friend i love you but here's one of my bigger issues my mom is my mom okay my mom has a very hard time separating herself from my mom and my daughter's grandmother i struggle when my mom is watching tiny or is spending time with tiny or whatever and she gets a bad attitude and tiny like she just turns sour which kids do kids Mm -hmm. suck sometimes like no matter who you're talking to and my mom will text me or call me and be like talk to your daughter your daughter's being sassy your daughter your daughter has an attitude and i'm literally sitting here staring at my phone thinking woman don't come to me telling me she's being naughty don't come to me saying that what am i supposed to do about it my solutions are i will come get her and i won't ask you for help anymore what do you want from me right now yeah and then i just shy away from asking for help at all because i don't want to deal with that and that is a real part of i think like why i don't ask for help and not that i couldn't ask you for help or i could there are other people i could ask too but then it's just also like i don't want to be a burden to you 
or anybody else. I don't I don't want to interrupt what you have going on. Everybody has their own lives and I'm just mm-hmm. not trying to bring our mess to it. And I know that you don't think that we're a mess. I know that you love us and you would do anything for us. It's, that's not it. But it doesn't change the fact that that's how I think about it yeah, in my mind. I get what you mean. Parenting is hard, you guys. I don't have a fucking handbook. I don't know. I'm going to take a drink now. The last couple things that I had that I wanted to talk about as it relates to just moms versus dads, okay? And not like, oh, excuse me, notebook. Not like this is a competition. It's not that. But just statistically speaking, we're talking about moms versus dads. And this is even in the concept of a nuclear household construct, okay? According to Healthline.com, these are the most common stereotypically gender-rolled jobs that fall on the mom. And there were like some uh, expansion concepts of these things, but I thought that they were really interesting. And as I'm reading this list while I'm doing the research, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Even in instances where I have been in a relationship with somebody who took on a co-parenting role. But I'm really curious to hear what your take is as I read through these. So let's do the check meh or nay game again. Okay. All right. Uh, Number one, waking the kids up in the morning. Check check although to be fair nick leaves before i do that is fair but what about when nick is home and like on the weekends yeah no i get up with moose so still check check okay nick we love you but Allie still gets a check being involved at school so like pta extracurriculars like who is bringing the child to the school things doing the bake sale all those things i am a check i am a check i think this is not particularly fair to nick though because his job takes him away from home okay fine then you don't get any more well it's but <laughs> I'm just clarifying. Nick is an amazing dad. Literally, everybody should be envious of Nick as a dad. Oh my god, that's his job does take him away from home though. He's just he, Nick is just amazing. Like we can say that. We're allowed to say that. I'm just thinking it would be a lot of these it would be different if he had a job that was home. <laughs> okay, but also some of those things like extracurriculars, extracurriculars. I know for a fact Nick would be the one. Oh to yeah, him, for okay? sure. We're but not like, quite I'm there. I'm still yet. thinking about PTA shit. I can't see him in a PTA meeting. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna be the one going to not going to PTAs because I'm not going to PTAs either. I'm not but either. <laughs> just keep your check, okay? Okay. Keep I'm your just check. Keep that. Okay. Knowing your kids' friends, that's a okay. hard check for me. I mean, he's two, so. Yeah, but he still has his little friends at daycare. I don't know their names. You don't know anybody's name though. I'm just gonna leave. I'm gonna leave that check somewhere in the universe a, when I can re- a... when I can relate to this when he's older. It's still not gonna work for you. You guys, I, we need to time out for like literally one second. The number of times that I husband Allie when we are places and she's like, oh, I recognize that person. What's their name? And I'm like, Billy Bob. And she's like, oh my God, how did you? Like literally happens all the time. Allie's facial recognition feature is so broken. It's actually insane. So although... I think typically she would get a check for remembering her children's friends. I, we're not, we're going to say it's a myth because I don't think that you'll remember them just because you don't remember people's names. Yeah, that's probably true. You know that one girl that we worked with with long brown hair for like four years and you literally could never remember her name? I literally have no idea who you're talking about, so. My point's made. Yeah. Okay. Laundry. Check. Check. Okay. Cleaning the house. That goes both ways. I'm going to do, I was going to give myself a meh as I like look around and I'm like, well, you know, my house isn't that dirty, but I have always cleaned the house. I usually clean the house when I'm angry. It's like my therapy. Teaching your kids social etiquette, proper social etiquette. 
that is a hard fucking check for me and in any relationship I've ever been in I am the one who takes on onus of not only my child being socially correct in etiquette situations like publicly but also their children and that's not a controlling thing I just have a very high expectation of like what type of adult I want my child to be or the children that I have contributed to raising to be and like chewing with your mouth open don't fucking do it in my presence (laughs) I don't care what your dad said don't fucking do it Mm -hmm. don't chew with your mouth open those kinds of things yeah how do you feel about teaching proper social etiquette that's definitely split for us is it for instance yeah nick will shove me out of way of the way to open the door yeah (laughs) so yeah that's fair okay Mm -hmm. taking care of pets oh both ways i would agree with that any romantic situation i have ever been in as a parent i get a firm check Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean i was the only person in the relationship to care about the animal i was just the only one to like you know change the litter box and make sure that they're fed and brush them like i'm the only one who does the hard shit Mm -hmm. it's easy to love a pet the hard shit like i was the only one who did that cleaning the bathroom that goes both ways that's a check for me also no matter what like i said cleaning the house is like my therapy but my favorite room to clean in the house is the bathroom. You're so weird. I have this weird philosophy that if I can clean a toilet, my toilets are always beautiful. If I can clean a toilet and get rid of that shit, I can get rid of the nasty shit in my life. Like that's like literally how I think about it as I'm like scrubbing the toilet and I'm like, motherfucker, get clean so my life can go back to normal. What I need to do is invite you over and then piss you off and then hand you cleaning supplies. And yet, remember how in the last episode we discussed how we've never fought? I don't know how you would do that. Or you could just ask me to clean your toilet and I will... No, that's awkward. I'll figure it out. Okay, get me pissed off. All right, sounds good. Okay. Feeding the kids. Both ways. Hard check. But that one, I can say when I have been in a relationship, that one did go both ways. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because most of the relationships that I, I you guys I've only been in three relationships as I was single parent um or a parent in general the first being my counterparent my two relationships after my counterparent they both were pretty good about contributing to helping feed the kids so I only get a firm check as a single mom I get a meh as a in a relationship mom but I think I was still the primary and I'm always the one to be like please sit down let me just feed you so that you stop like I'm always the one to like bring up food Mm -hmm. but here's my real question as as we just went through that checklist why like why why is it that women are more inclined right like average situations average relationships not even dramatic ones just like normal fucking relationships why is it that women are more tasked with these things societal constructs but why because are we going into like hunting and gathering aspects we're so beyond that point what I don't understand. I know that that's the core of it, okay? I know at the core of our human history, it was a hunter-gatherer thing. But really my thing is like, why did it stay that way? How have we evolved to the point where we have fucking Wi-Fi and my watch can tell me my heartbeat and yet I am still the one who is 100% responsible for these like quote-unquote woman duties? I think it's only recently that society has started seeing them as something that can be split. And I think that comes with the dynamic of what a family is changing that's fair i think i think the other thing that i want to talk about for just like half a second and single dads please again no this is not again or or dads in general dads calling all dads this is not against you it is just a very honest and open question that i have i promise you will have your own episode where we just shower you with love and appreciation because you're superheroes of your own kind it is coming do not hear this as a negative against you okay this is a negative against society 
not you. But here's my question. Why, when a dad does something, single or not, doesn't matter, when a dad does something very basic for their children, they're an amazing fucking dad, right? And I think we had this conversation once. We used like putting a hat on your kid as an example. So let's run with that. A dad is at daycare or school picking up his five-year-old and the dad puts a hat on their kid. Moms at that daycare or school are like, oh, what a good dad. He put the hat on the kid. He loves it like brownie points instantly. Boom. As a single mom, I put my hat, I put a hat on my daughter and people are like, yeah, that's your fucking job. Or not even as a single mom, just a mom in general. I think there's two sides to that coin. I think that there is, for some reason, a lower expectations, a lower expectation for Which is so disrespectful and bullshit because dads can do so fucking much too. Well, that's the other side of it is why does society treat them as if they're dumb and don't know that a hat goes on the kid's head? Right. And I know that's such a basic example, but it's real. That's mm-hmm. a real that is a real life example. So I think it's I think it's a double-sided coin. Society thinks they're dumb and doesn't have high expectations. Therefore, when they do something, it's amazing and I don't see that good in any way shape or form. So I agree. It's I just agree. ridiculous. I think also like part of what I'm I'm curious about is what that does to us as single parents on both sides of the spectrum psychologically. Like as a single mom, watching all these dads do normal things that I also do but getting like high praise from everybody and their fucking mother because they did it while I'm like I mean I did it too cool like what does that do to my psyche as a mom because like let's just get this out there I'm the person who cares what everybody thinks I am that person so hear me say that that fucks with me but then at the same time to your point does that fuck with the dad who's like fuck off I know how to put a hat on my kid yeah which is just detrimental in both ways Mm -hmm. and then i'm resentful of this dad and this dad is resentful of me and it's just really toxic yep i agree and it's not necessary we can be good parents single or together or whatever i don't know that that was my thing i love that thing so tell me what you've taken away today as we discussed single moms those statistics are bonkers i thought so too And there needs to be more resources available. I would agree with that financially, emotionally, mentally, physically. Like, they're just due. They're just really due. And I don't have a good answer for what that looks like. I think part of it probably is having a solid network of resources. But but even that, and I'm not the mom to talk about or who asks for state assistance, which there's nothing wrong with at all that's just not how i move but there's a lot of degradation in that too which is disgusting and shameful Mm -hmm. right like not every dad on the other end of that coin of a single parent coin is a shit dad but in my experience it's a lot of them okay and i know a lot of single dads who can say the same thing about their counterpart as a single mom the single mom the the mom is not that great either Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, it's not about that. It doesn't matter. If you need help, you need help. And if you need to be able to provide good things for your kids, you should be able to get those resources. Yep. We could get into a whole lot of shit about how the system is broken and the system doesn't value parents at all. And maybe we will in the future. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. There's just so many things. But specifically, asking for help is so important for that reason. 
resources are so important for that reason and really what I think I just wanted to share and and really impress on our listeners with this episode is like single parent parent in general doesn't matter parenting is hard okay single moms though shout out to you for always making it happen for always trying your hardest for all those fucking terrible nights where you're the one cleaning up taking care of tucking in starting over with no sleep it's it's rough single dads mini shout out to you please just wait just know this is not an anti-dad episode we are coming for you we promise but really single moms deserve a shout out they really do being a single mom should not be a taboo thing talking about what a single mom needs help with or wants or deserves it should not be a taboo thing and the last thing i want to say about this before we do our spiel is just because you're a single parent or just because you're a parent this is a parent statement just because you're a parent doesn't mean that you're only valuable as a parent agreed your value extends outside of being the mom Mm -hmm. or the dad you have an identity outside of parenthood correct and your happiness and your goals and your dreams are still just as important as they were before you had those beautiful little babies like without question and sometimes i know that that's really easy to forget as a parent i know it is yep so that's the last thing that i think i wanted to share on that i think that was a very important piece thank you um, so, okay, now that we've done that, let's talk about what we want you guys to help us with. Uh, we didn't do this in our last episode, but we're going to start doing this. We think it's really important, not only for us, but also for all of the people who we could really be speaking to, right, in all of our different episodes. If you could please, 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 please be a doll and share our podcast with somebody who might enjoy it, who you think would benefit from us talking, or who would also think that we're adorable and charming because we are, please share the podcast. Allie just hard rolled her eyes at me. Please share our podcast. We would love for just to reach other people. And we, we really want to continue the conversation with you guys. We do. This podcast is not just about Celeste and I. We want to bring you guys into it. And if you could reach out to us via email or any of our socials, we have Facebook, Instagram. Celeste is going to ramble off all of that because I'm literally never going to remember it until we write it down. I'm literally, I'm just staring at her, just excited for her to say her thing so that I can do the rambling that she's alluding that I'm going to do because I know she's not going to do it. To Allie's point, we do want to have the conversation with you guys and we want we want to share your taboos. We want we want to talk about them with you. So please don't hesitate to share our podcast. Also, if possible, we would love for you to leave a review so that we can understand what you think about us. If you love us as much as we love you, that would be just absolutely glorious. I actually thought you were about to say if you love us as much as we love us. <laughs> I was like, wow. I love us. I also love us, but I don't expect anybody to love us that much. I mean, maybe. We'll get there. We'll grow on you. I promise. Please feel free to email us at tabooespodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is T-A-B-O-O-Z-E podcast.com. I am officially bored of spelling it for you guys, so I'm probably going to stop. It is taboos the pod on Instagram and it is taboos on Facebook. Please feel free to reach out. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. We hope that you got something out of it. Honestly, that's really my goal with this one. Maybe all of them to be determined. We also have a website, taboos.com. 
oh. pinecast.co. I forgot about that. It's not beautiful yet. So we're working on it again. Yeah. We're, we're going to grow on you. You guys, we are. I, I can just feel it. Thank you so much for listening. We Thanks, absolutely guys. appreciate your time and hope that you have a fantastic night. Please remember to do you be taboos. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.